Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. And we're back with another episode of The Building Years. How are you guys doing today? The same stuff every week. But it's not, because it's a different guest. It's a different guest, so it's always new and fresh every week. This week, we got Blake Hove. Hello. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, I got real hip-hop. <laughs> real hip-hop. How you doing, Blake? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Uh, You're so chipper. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, I mean, it's great for a podcast. Uh, here's, here's a little... We'll jump right into some uh, heavy <laughs> stuff right here. Uh, uh, I've been talking to some of my friends who... Uh, they've been in L.A. for a couple of years, and they go, Is it a normal thing? Are people happy in LA like nobody seems <laughs> sad everybody's Facebooks or I'm doing this I'm doing that Instagrams are the highlights of our lives and I feel like I'm not that guy like I'm, I try to keep it upbeat but I had a real depressed uh, oh. 11 months from like July 2012 to April 2013. Or That's really. not even 11 well, months. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into that. Yeah let's, what happened? The hard uh, well uh I had a quote-unquote friend. It was this lady I was seeing. Lady, I guess she's you know my age, uh, right? Uh, that we were sort of casually seeing each other years ago, uh, and she was an entertainment lawyer. And she got out of that, and she's like, "I'm producing a new reality show. You know, Dancing with the Stars. That's this, but with old people." <laughs> As contestants. And she wanted me to be the host of it, be sort of like their goofy grandson. It's like, yeah, you know, you do improv. It'll be great. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Never audition. They brought me. You shot in Florida in like some super rich West Florida, like retirement town. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, they brought me down to Florida. They were super behind schedule. Uh, this is July 2012. They brought me on set to do this big monologue. It's like, we need you to scare these old people. We want you to be intimidating with your opening monologues. I'm like, Welcome to Sarasota, Florida. This is... Well, I don't even remember... Uh, I don't remember the name of the show anymore. It never aired. And all the old people were like, hi, hi. And so I couldn't be scary. They brought in the choreographer after my second take. And like, okay, now you do the lines. Take your time. Take your time. I got fired from that job. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I had to stay in Florida for an entire week because they wouldn't tell me if I was fired. It's like, hey, I'm, (laughs) I need to know, I just want to know what's going on. uh, If I'm being let go, like, oh, we're going to stop by your hotel room tonight. We'll go over everything. I'm like, okay. And then at night they text me like, oh, we're so busy. We'll uh, come over in the morning and we'll, we'll tell you what's going on. Oh my God. We're really busy out of state. And so I was like, if I'm fired, just let me know so I can fly home. Yeah. Yeah. So I got fired. Uh, they flew me home. They never paid me. Like it was this whole like oh. months and months long thing of like because oh. it was sort of like you're paid this lump over like the whole time. So I was like, well, then it's like a week per week thing. It's like, no, we're not paying you that. We'll figure it out. And I never. They got never. Paid. But you're. I mean, if this girl, you knew a girl that was involved in production, weren't you just like to her like, hey, what's happening with this? Yeah, but she was also an entertainment lawyer, so I imagine she knows a few <laughs> ins and outs. It was a whole. It was a whole to do. So it was. Oh. A, it was the start of a pretty bum out 
however many, like, I guess nine months or something of that. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. That was, uh, How did, uh, wow. Real Almost, dark days. Yeah. <laughs> this is what our listeners like to hear. They like to hear the dark stuff. Yeah. Who, cares, who cares about success stories? Let's <laughs> hear the dark stuff. How did you get, how'd you get out of the depression? Because it's over now, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm keeping busy with stuff. I think it was, there was a day in March uh, where I woke up one morning and I go, Blake, remember this day because this is the most depressed you will ever feel and you will be able from here on on it's only climbs up and out of the hole and then in april i woke up i go blake remember this day this is the most depressed you will ever feel and it was just sort of then i was like all right i'm tired of having a big pity party and feeling like shit so i just sort of trying to get proactive yeah focus on the good stuff get back out there ride that horse yeah Yeah. ride Ride that horse that i'm riding (laughs) Uh, and to give you guys a little bit of uh, back explanation on Blake, he is an actor, a uh, comedian slash improviser, and uh, a lot more. Do you do uh, um, writing and all that stuff like with sketches? Or, uh, yeah, or <laughs> everybody does writing. I'm almost hesitant to ever say it. I write sketch. I'm on a sketch team at iOS called The Mutiny, and, and I there you go. I write. You know, I write and don't my you, fair share. Don't you direct a sketch team I direct as well? a sketch team. Uh, it's the cops at Iowa West as well. Uh, that, that was also part of the thing that sort of like pulled me out the of my hole. I was like, oh, now I'm like doing something with yeah. people and helping them do something. So yeah, you got to just be with people, man, and you you'll feel better. Yeah, man. You just got to be around positive yeah. influences. But no, I, I don't want to call myself a writer because everyone's working on a movie script or yeah. a pilot. And I've done those things. I was like, oh, this is a fucking time toilet. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> <Time> <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I love that expression, a time Thank toilet. Thank you so much. Uh, when, so, uh, how long have you been in Los Angeles? Uh, I've been in L.A. a little over nine years now. Awesome. And uh, what, uh, where were you coming from? Uh, I came from Minnesota. Okay, I've got, I've got a bunch Ooh. of buddies from uh, Minnesota. There's a lot of us out here in yeah. L.A. Minnesotans, Texans, and New Yorkers. Yeah. We're out here strong and proud. Do you have, like, uh, what, what, all the people in Minnesota nice? From, yeah, I had an improv team for a couple years called Minnesota Nice. It was all people I went to college with. Yeah. What happened? You guys just uh, drifted apart? Yeah, our ringleader got really busy, and uh, <laughs> no, one else wanted, no one else wanted to pick up the slack. This is an ongoing conversation. We'll let you in on the insides of that improv team. People don't want to run an improv team. Right. Yeah, I don't want to submit us. It takes a lot yeah, of effort. It's a lot of work I've to be I've done it for uh, years, and yeah, it takes a lot. That's great. Um, so, okay, so you moved out here. So when did you know you wanted to like be an actor? Uh, I guess it was... I don't really have like a cognitive like, oh, I want to be an actor. My mom says I always kind of did. I was a class clown type. I think it was around... Did you win class clown in high school? Uh, they didn't have it because I got suspended too many times in <laughs> high school. I was sort of the de facto class clown, That's but hilarious. I got suspended for streaking the football field during a halftime show. Like and, full streaking? Uh, I had little tidy whities on, but it's a real conservative, you know, <laughs> oh, money sure. town in Minnesota. So even seeing uh, teenage boys, uh, tidy whities, yeah, the football field. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, suspended a few times, so I think they didn't. They're like, have, we're not giving this. Yeah, I think I think I. I yeah. think I saw that I won that award, but they didn't. They didn't put it in the yearbook. It was they didn't want to uh, support what I was doing. Well, that's great. Yeah, I, you know, I guess I just always kind of did. Became a class clown type. Uh, started getting really weird when I started getting really ugly, and it just sort of, you know, <laughs> Wait, started getting really ugly. Let's get into that. What is 
Did you have like a really awkward phase or what? What? Yeah, yeah it was like I've seen some of your uh, throwback Thursday photos and they're pretty horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was a kid. Like I would wear uh, like good. I would go to Goodwill and buy like three piece suits from the seventies and wear them to school with pride. Like suits for guys who are maybe a hundred pounds heavier and six inches taller than me. And it's like this looks pretty good. You know, bad skin. I had the nineteen ninety five butt cut. Uh, Part down the middle, oh, braces, yeah. bad skin, all that stuff. Real oh. awkward around girls. A lot of Beavis and Butthead impressions. It didn't, oh. uh, it didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. It never does. No. But Not- here I am. I'm in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you're better with the ladies now? What's uh, like your go-to like strategy? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, go-to strategy. Uh, I think the the at the heart of it is just... Uh, be nice, really. Just mm. pay attention to them, I guess. Have a conversation. But you don't think? Because I run into the problem sometimes. I'm like too nice. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's the it's sort of like the balance of being like they think you're a nice guy without being like sort of a wiener boy. I think is the key. Like, <laughs> a if you, boy. like they, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, a, a woman wants. I'm not going to speak on this. Uh, uh, this is all amazing. Yeah. Uh, what does a woman want? Like? Well, what a woman wants is you to get electrocuted by a hairdryer, <laughs> be able to read their minds. Um, I, don't, I think it's just a matter of like being confident and being, you know, uh, assertive and clear in like your intention. Like if you're interested in a girl, whether it's like for dating or if you're like, oh, I just want to hook up. I think it's just being straightforward. Be yeah, don't try to pull the wool over their eyes and just be straightforward. And I think you might not get you want, but a woman may respect you for your honesty. Yeah, Justin dropped a girl recently, just like immediately as soon as he found out that she wasn't DTF. Yeah, she told. I was told by her friend she was. <laughs> Didn't get you didn't back. put did you put in no effort at all? That's what you I can't told just him. you can't just that be like he, he spent eight dollars and he's like, uh it didn't work out. I was like, oh, dude. Come on, man. Eight, <laughs> see? Did you buy her a drink and you had water or what are you doing, man? You yeah, got- I bought her one drink and I was like, that's all you get. See, and the other four dollars is on me. So see, that's yeah, that's that's a red flag for you right there, man. <laughs> right? I, I I think you'll find in LA in these modern Tinder times, uh uh, if as long as you're not saying are you DTF, if you're, you know, <laughs> you, there's other ways to do it. You just, just uh, oh, you put in a little time, be a, be a real cute flirt, and you'll be rewarded for being a decent person, man. All right. Well, look at all your love advice. Are you on oh. Tinder? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you? We've had, we've talked to uh, some friends, not really on this podcast about Tinder. Oh, good. But, uh, I'm glad I can go on the record. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're the first one. Have you had? Uh, I've gone on okay a couple. Luck? I've gone on a couple. Uh, I didn't. Someone described it to me, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds like the worst way to do like online dating." I think online dating is, you know, we're all doing it. Like, yeah. who cares? Everybody's on OkCupid or whatever. Uh, but I didn't like it. I was like, oh, it was such like a weird, casual way to do things. And then I was just like, well, you just have to put, you put uh, X amount into OKQ because you can like write people and read their stuff. This one's like, yeah. here's my Instagram. I like dogs and smiling. And you just have to like <laughs> write, hey, I like smiling too. And then, you know, if they don't write anything back, you don't put any weight into it. It's just, I don't know. I think uh, Tinder, you'll get even less returns out of it, really. You just have yeah. to... Just be casual and don't write DTF on it if you're going to do <laughs> I'm it. I'm learning Justin. stuff today. Right? Just learning lots of stuff. Yeah. 
So how much uh, uh, how much time would you say whenever you you said uh, uh, you got it here about nine years ago? Mm-hmm. How much time would you say that it took to get like any kind of traction going? Out I had a, I had a really weird sort of I don't know like sort of just like a lucky happenstance. I moved here. Uh, and then three weeks in, I got a commercial agent. And then three oh, months damn. in, I was doing background work, and I got uh, bumped up uh, to have one line in a, an Adam Sandler produced movie, and that was sort of like. Wow. And that is uh, yeah. Look at that IMDb. Let's see. Here we go. The Benchwarmers. The Benchwarmers. Yeah. Wow. Now I have two friends that have that have one line roles in uh, Benchwarmers. And I hear who's that your other friend? His name's Earl Skakel. He was porta potty guy. Okay, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched this movie over and over, so I don't. I watched it. I watched it once on the theaters, and like, oh, that's me. And then I bought the DVD. I watched it again, and I was like, all right, I'll put that part on my reel. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, that's that. I I hear that it happens. But I don't know anyone that's actually happened to. Yeah, I'm one like, of those rare Taft Hartley people in a movie set. I lived that classic Hollywood so dream. So how did it go down there? It's like we yeah. need this guy Let's to talk. Tell, I want to hear the story okay. about how this happened. Uh, well, we're all dressed up sort of like nerds. Like the whole plot of the movie is it's uh, middle-aged guys representing nerds playing against jock Little League baseball kids. And so yeah. we're all dressed as like they're nerd fans. And I was dressed particularly nerdy and bright red <laughs> and had my hair spiked up crazy as I did per the style of the day. Uh, <laughs> and we were just running around and the first AD came up to me like, hey, you. I'm like, huh? Like, Go up to Rob Schneider and grab him and yell at him. I was like, you want me to yell at Rob Schneider? I was like, yeah. I was like, you should tell him that I'm going to do that. He's like, oh, yeah, good call. Because I figured like they would just think I'm some idiot extra who's <laughs> right. being a, an asshole. So I just went up and I grabbed him like, ah, Gus. And I did one take of it. And then it was in the movie, and that wow, was it. Really? And I was like the hero of the set that day. Like, what happened? How did you? How did they pick you? And like, it's that you know. It, it was. It, it's a cool. It was a cool feeling. Now, did you come back? To be the king of the extras for that one afternoon. Now, did you come back like and you tried to play it cool with them? You're like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, I just did a line with Rob Schneider. Or were you like, you'll never guess what just happened? No, I sort. Of, I think I. Was still pretty uh, Midwestern, true blue at the point. It's like, I don't know, I was just there and they just said, do it. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. And everyone's, I think (laughs) people were either half happy for me or half super pissed. (laughs) So jealous. Just some random, you know, because I wasn't doing anything in particular. It's just right place, right time. Wore a bright red shirt and that's. And that happened Secret within the first month. That's like uh, three months in, dude. Still three wow. months in, you get in an Adam Sandler produced <laughs> yeah. movie. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's see. Let's, I'm looking at your other credits here. <laughs> go through my. Let credits. me see. Justin's Here we go. Blake's IMDb. He's like, I don't know what story let's can see. we get next? Okay, out of so Blake. we have here How I Met Your Mother and 90210. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about 90210 because uh, I've been on that show as an extra. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was. Um, uh, it was the new one, not the original one. When I, I wasn't a nine-year-old boy <laughs> hanging out with uh, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I just auditioned for it like three or four times, just for a little like one or two line parts. And the third time, they liked me, and I went in, and I was a thirty-year-old man playing a sixteen-year-old boy in high school, <laughs> sexually harassing one of the girls in school who had a nude pic. Get out to the school, and that was a real creepazoid. Wow, and that wow. was it. That's so great. It was fun. 
uh, all the girl, like so many of the girls that I talked to whenever I was doing background work, they're like, "Yeah, I'm 33 and I'm playing a sophomore." <laughs> they're like so, like their background, but like, yeah, I don't want to poop on background work because I did it for a I while, know. but it's super insane, bizarre. Like people put their whole nest egg and it's like yeah you know i just i i got the right i know the right casting people and i always get first choice to be an extra on this show <laughs> right just a matter yeah. of time before i get a line it's like no no why don't you just do this for money and then go audition yeah. for regular <laughs> stuff for real right stuff. this isn't gonna work out most likely well i was telling justin like i was super delusional whenever i uh, like because i was within the the first year that i was here i was doing background work and i'm like i was hoping because you hear of the stories you hear of of uh, the Blake Hogue stories Blake where Hogue where you you know you just are seen and you're like yeah he was aligned you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get found this way <laughs> and then I'll get an agent and all this stuff yeah. and then pretty quickly I found like oh this is like just for money and all, and like experience basically mm-hmm. like being on set for experience and this isn't this is most likely not going to lead to a career no, this isn't the 1930s <laughs> <laughs> hey boy with a hot dog what do you say you want to be in this movie <laughs> gee whiz mr water i should do <laughs> doesn't happen well, i'm glad you're very real with it Blake. yeah um i've also seen uh you do you've done the rap battles at ucb right uh yeah i did a couple of them the beatdown. yeah yeah i did uh the first one i did i ended up uh winning it was a lot of fun and then the second one i didn't do so well so <laughs> what I, happened to the second one uh i just don't think i was uh on my mark i tried to reprise my character from the first time which i think was just sort of like a real heat of the moment you can't recreate that yeah uh, yeah that magic again so you know it's just it's improvised rap battle it's like you're working so many random elements that you have no idea and i just got lucky yeah it was fun well, i'm glad you, you admit luck are you like a hip-hop head you like that hip-hop uh i was really into uh like super sort of like the cartoony 80s hip-hop or like riding on the bikes holy smokes we're having fun and it's no joke like that really is sort of cheesy like just good times hip-hop and now i'm sort of like going back into and like reliving 90s hip-hop and like digging deeper into tupac and notorious big and like like you know the more like silly like one-off stuff like black and yeah like, like girl hip-hop groups i love all that <laughs> I, I think i just like the cheesy hip-hop stuff is my jam that's good i'm glad you're such you're so eclectic blake mm-hmm. so sure. <laughs> after the uh the rob schneider film bench warmers what was uh what was going on the next few years while you're in LA cuz that would have been within the first year basically yeah. you're moving here so what what was kind of like your journey after uh, that happened um i did a couple plays and musicals and stuff uh I was a theater major in college i uh, did a few commercials here and there I, every commercial i've done except for one uh, has never aired because I get booked on like the super weird commercials. Like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be super weird and people are going to love it. And then it's always way too weird. It's like <laughs> me acting like a super ghetto white guy from McDonald's. It's really offensive. Uh, did is, like that, a, is that an actual one? It's a real commercial. I think it's <laughs> it's still on my reel. It's all, it was like a girl eating a, like a breakfast chicken sandwich. Oh boy. And I, she's eating it in the library. And I'm like, was it a black girl? For, no, she was, uh, I think she, she was a. She might have been an Asian girl. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, I was like, chicken for breakfast, girl. I knew there was something freaky about you. But, and that's. They liked what I did in the room. That's what I did in the room, and that's what got me the part. But 
Yeah. No, They're like, we can't use this. No, it's super racist. Dude, uh, I saw the most racist KFC commercial <laughs> online. That I think they only played it overseas. But <laughs> it's this little black girl who is over in, in Japan or mm-hmm. somewhere. And she's not fitting in. She's just not fitting in. She's having the roughest time at school. She's just alone. She doesn't. There's the language barrier, all this stuff. And then the like, she sees these other Asian girls, like, uh, and she brings them KFC, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they bring them together. But like, <laughs> KFC brought this black girl and these Asian <laughs> girls together, and it comes off so racist. So the Asian girls are bringing the KFC to the black girl, or is the black girl bringing KFC? I think the I, no. The Asian girls invite the black girl over oh, to the table. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, she like she gets that smile on her face, like I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> you like America? Uh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I, I, so I did a bunch of random commercials that never aired. I started doing improv like five years ago. Yeah, a couple TV, those TV things here and there. Uh, yeah. That's so what's like your ultimate goal just to keep getting acting work, just keep building? Yeah, I think my ultimate goal, like just to be, which is even still like a super hard dream, I think would just be to support myself acting. Mm-hmm. I think I don't need to be making, I don't want to jinx myself, like to make $500,000 a year. Like if I was making $100,000 a year acting, I would be a super happy baby boy. I would know. Oh, yeah. That would be more than enough for me. Dude, a hundred grand a year. For acting, or dude, honestly, any profession. Yeah, you doing anything? <laughs> like if we're being real, like a hundred grand, like yeah. And and what's funny is in L.A., like, like it. That's like, that's still like good money, but like it's easy to blow through really fast. But yeah, exactly. If Justin had that money, he could be spending so oh. much on those DTF oh. drink days. Oh, I'd be DTF like, open your days. mouths. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll let mouth. yourself paint your paint, you can stay in that corner on that one we won't join you <laughs> right. like, open your mouth open your mouth oh. ladies it's DTF drink night with <laughs> Justin Alexio <laughs> so have you had like any like like finance like being poor like did you have like any of that that like, would super... be the last three years <laughs> I think uh, All right. be being poor I was looking over my taxes today and I was like yep 2013, that was a pretty uh, rough year from until the end of it. I yeah, no, I was, I was pretty depressed. Have you worked any uh, like weird jobs out here at all? Uh, yeah, the weirdest job I ever worked is uh, there was this woman that I knew for a while who's sort of like a real entrepreneurial type. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for a while. And she decided to open a cleaning company. And I spent maybe uh, four or five months cleaning the Glendale YMCA at, <laughs> from... Like midnight until three in the morning, me oh boy. and two other women cleaning the Glendale YMCA. Uh, there's a lot of very hairy gentlemen in oh. Glendale who use the YMCA there. It was. <laughs> Is that one of the worst jobs you've had? Yeah, I, I mean, I like I the, the women that I did it with. It was funny. I just listened to my iPod a lot. Like I would just be like, okay, Blake, you'll do the men's room and the basketball court and you'll you know like we all just sort of did our thing and right. so you just like it just became like a literal routine of like all right here's when i mop up all these super heinous pubes and <laughs> men who have diarrhea in a 360 degree arc somehow in a bowl and you just like oh you just did it i was like well you just this is all part of being 20s in la you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do Oh, have God. you ever worked at Starbucks? I feel like almost no, I've never. So many people. I, have worked I don't at Starbucks. like. I don't like coffee, so I Same think here. I just wouldn't be 
a good Starbucks employee. That's why I was the worst. Because did I, you do it? Yeah, I worked Starbucks for for a few years, and uh, I hate coffee. So yeah, people are like, oh, what out. do you th- would recommend be good? I'm like, um, that apple juice would be good. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'd always do. Is like, you want a smoothie or yeah. a frappuccinos? I know well. Yeah, yeah, it's not me. I've done like you know I've worked in post production places. I worked at a pizza place in Santa Monica for a couple months, just randomly as a cashier. Have you had any, like, uh, with auditioning and stuff, have you ever had any times where, like, it's been crazy hectic to, like, get shifts covered and all that stuff, like, over the years of, like, where... Uh, because I know some people who, like, have gotten fired because mm-hmm. they're like, I gotta go on this audition. They're like, if you go, <laughs> then just stay gone. <laughs> yeah, I did actually have that story. I worked, uh, and I'll leave out the names of these people. I worked in a post-production place that's sort of like a runner PA type guy for three years. And when I got hired, they're like, oh, you can go out for auditions. It's going to be totally fine. Yeah. And then my boss who said that left, and I had another <laughs> oh. boss who was Ooh. kind of okay with it. And then a boss who was really not okay with it. And, it was, and I was like, well, I came in that I could leave for auditions. Like, yeah. Well, that's not how it is anymore. <laughs> oh. And so I was like, oh, I have this audition tomorrow. And she goes, well, if you go out, just take the rest of the day off. I'm like, oh, do you want me to come in later or come in the next day? He's like, no, just take the rest of that day off. And I went to the person above her and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, she told me, uh, because I have this audition tomorrow, that I just shouldn't come in tomorrow. So I'm just going to let you know that I'm, I guess I won't be coming in. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. Uh, so I just, it was sort of like, I think she was sort of testing me to see if, you would if she it. had the her power over me. And I was like, no, no, I didn't come here to drive film around the West Side. I'm just... I just won't come in, I guess. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, that sort of moment. And then that lady left. And then there was another woman who was my boss who would sit and watch Janet Jackson music videos all day <laughs> and wouldn't do anything. And I would just sort of have to play the power trip game. But like, I just want to have this audition tomorrow. I, you know, I really hate to put you out, uh, but would it be okay? You know, I'll just do it during my lunch break just to go out to audition. And she'd be like... Yeah, I guess that's okay. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And it would yeah. be her like having to do one run of mine instead of watching her Janet Jackson music videos. <laughs> so it was just sort of like playing that power game. But uh, now that I'm grossly underemployed, I don't have that problem anymore. Yeah, you go out for whatever. I can go of all those auditions. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so we have a, and we've talked about some of it. Uh, we have a segment here called the Hollywood Bitch Slap. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's and, you, just, and you talked pretty decently about the time where you're depressed, but keep going. Yeah, so. just like, uh, you know, any moment where just like, yeah, Hollywood Bitch Slaps, like a casting director mm-hmm. or like anybody in the industry could be like, or even a bad show, you bomb, something like that. Hollywood Bitch Slap. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was the reality show that I got fired from was a pretty big bitch slap. I think I would say... Just in general, just like a small collective series of baby bitch laps over several years, I think it's just doing commercial auditions for me. I can't – I could uh, – I feel like – What goes wrong in there? I mean, I, maybe I need to take a workshop and fine-tune my stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel like I walk away doing well generally. Lately, Like I feel like I've been doing really well. And I get callbacks a reasonable amount of times. But I just feel like they don't know what to do with me. I think like the clients maybe don't because I, 
uh, I'm not like as nerdy looking as I used to be, but I'm not a super dream man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sort of like that weird middle ground where no one was, knows what to do. Uh, and if I'm ever doing, mm, this burrito is really good. <laughs> I didn't know Dairy Queen made these burritos. Like I will never yeah, book never that commercial that. ever. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. So I'm sort of at the point. I was like, eh, whatever. I'll just do whatever I want. And <laughs> it works out okay sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like commercials have sort of sucked my soul away, but now I have my soul back and I'm just going to have fun. Welcome back to the world. Thank Blake. you. Thank you so much. On the up and up. Well, Blake, yeah. uh, we've had an awesome time uh, having you on the show. Do you want to uh, plug anything before we uh, get out? Like website, Twitter, um, uh, any shows that you have coming up in the next month or so? Yeah, I don't care much about Twitter enough to, if you want to read me see me write something once a month you can read my Twitter <laughs> uh, I guess I would just say third Sundays of the month I have a sketch show The Mutiny at iOS at 9pm uh, which is in seven days whenever you get this it's Sunday March 23rd come to that show yeah I'm gonna be Link from The Legend of Zelda come to that show oh, that's awesome oh. yeah all right, all right. We'll check you out, Blake. Please. Well, and uh, definitely check out his IMDb because Justin and I referenced it almost this entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> give, it a, give it a real peek. Give it a, a real peek, Cebu. Yeah. All right, Blake. Thanks for coming yeah, by. Thanks we for having me. This is fun. fun.